0: Lost Talk Radio. Mays and J Rap Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and J Raf.
1: Good evening everyone and welcome to the one hundred and sixtieth episode of the Joe Mays and J Raph Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co host j Raff.
0: Yeah, it's uh good to be back. Plenty plenty to talk about. Um, you know, with, with uh the football games that that have taken place uh, since our last show and uh you know it's kind of interesting how um and this is just kind of a testament to the NFL and its power and and relevance would be the fewer number of games and yet there's still a lot to talk about and uh certainly some of the things that we've seen this weekend you're going to hear a lot about probably until next weekend's games so
1: my guess is probably up until the first week of next year's season. Oh yeah, because uh when it when it involves the Dallas Cowboys a week after another event involving the Dallas Cowboys, this is just the ingredients for an incredible amount of talk and speculation and possibly rule changes as a result. Uh, so we'll see what happens with all of that and we'll get into it if you're not sure what we're talking about or if you know what we're talking about and, and are excited to he- hear what we have to say about it um, but we're going to be focusing on again football this this evening just like we have for the past what six months <laughs> yeah Uh now we have the first up we'll talk yesterday's game so we'll talk about baltimore new england and what is kind of the storyline from that also involves um, refs and legality and plays and formation, and we'll dive into that one, which I think that one's a lot more cut and dry. I don't really get all the hullabaloo about it. I think that one's simple. Uh, then we'll touch a little bit on Carolina-Seattle. I think there's too much to say about that game. I think it ended up as we expected it to. And then we'll definitely spend time on Dallas-Green Bay, and unfortunately the Denver Indy game is going on right now, so we won't be able to touch on that um, it, when it's concluded, but We'll uh we'll give you updates throughout, and uh, unfortunately we're once again not broadcasting video to UStream for whatever reason. So hopefully um, people have gotten my message to switch over to the Blog Talk Radio stream. You can hear us there, and we will have the full video um, episode up on YouTube. I'll post that immediately after the show is over. So if you'd like to watch the show, you can hold off about an hour, and and we'll have that up for you then as well. So. Uh, But before we do that, I don't think we did it last week, Uh, but for those of you that may be listening through Blog Talk Radio, um, we're going to give you uh, the contact information so that you can make this show a little more interesting. I think if we were broadcasting appropriately, we might have had a call or two tonight. Um, I don't know if anyone switched over to Blog Talk Radio, but if you did... Uh, Justin has our contact info for you. Yeah,
0: we'd love to have you call into the show uh, using the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline. Um, you can do that uh, and reach us at the number 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show uh, using the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraf at com. Again, Jraf at gmail.com. Again, Joe Mays and jraf at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach us on social media uh, through a couple of different places. We have things like on uh, on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You know, we follow those during the show and throughout the week. Um, you know, and like we mentioned, the phone number and email are also good. So, um, you know, that's how you can get in touch with us during the week or actually during during the show. And we'd love to have your take. Again, we know there are lots of hot takes on, on some of the uh, events of the games, including some of the ones uh, yesterday uh, and actually today's. But we'll get to today's games later. Uh, why don't we start with yesterday's uh, game. Do you want to talk the late game first? Yeah, let's talk okay. Carolina
1: Seattle because right. I think that was the uh, pretty much straightforward. I don't think there's anything too significant, right? I don't think there was too much. At halftime, I, it was
0: close. A friend of mine, I I think the the spread at one point this week was like eleven and a half points, and a friend of mine was asking me like what I thought of that because he thought he's like you know I he thought Seattle would win, but eleven and is a, a lot, you know, and I I agreed. Eleven and a half is a lot in in an NFL game. However, I kind of equated it to I thought it was going to be a lot like the Oregon-Florida State uh, college game yes. in that, yes, it's close, you know, a close game in the third quarter, um, you know, and I don't exactly remember the scoring sequences of the game last night, but, you know, I know the Florida State game was close at one point in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of things, you know, unravel, and the team just falls apart and i i wouldn't say that the panthers fell apart like florida state did but you know it was i think it was you know a one possession game and then next thing you know um they were up 31-10 or something like that seattle so and and you know carolina is not going to come back in that they're they're no, not built for that at all not at all one thing i did take away from the game and i feel like this almost every time i watch the panthers play a game there are moments in a game and some throws that cam newton makes where i'm like Oh, my gosh, he is so good. And then there are plays where I see him and I'm like, what is I, he doing? okay, that's that's below average. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's – I don't know what causes that. Uh, you would hope to see more of those, oh, my gosh, he's so good at this point. Oh, you know, well, yeah, he's a number one years. overall pick. Right. And you understand it was going to take some time, especially the offensive system he came from, all that stuff. But, man, there are definitely things that you see where you look like, okay, that's why he was a number one pick. You know, some of the throws he makes are just unreal. But some of the decisions and things that he makes. And I don't know if that's part of just, you know, an offensive, a lack of an offensive mindset in in Carolina. You know, I don't think that's helped him at all. I don't know that that's really held him back at all. Like, I don't I don't know. I heard some people saying last night, what could Cam Newton, not Cam Newton necessarily, but like someone with that skill set that had like been drafted into like a Chip Kelly offense, Like, what would that look like? You get those what-ifs all the time, though, in, in, you know, in – Yeah, how many
1: people's careers could be rewritten if they landed in a different era or with a different – People talk about that
0: with the Colts all the time. The Colts potentially – and Andrew Luck, I know he's still working on it. You know, he still hasn't reached – you know, a lot of people think he hasn't reached that full potential yet and all that stuff. But the Colts could have ended up with two of the – like, two – once in a generation quarterbacks right. in like a fifteen year time right. time frame, it's you things, know, like <laughs> life is
1: not fair, right? <clears throat> <clears throat> On the other hand, Cleveland
0: has had like twenty five <laughs> quarterbacks since they got a team back, and they've
1: all been it's terrible. What ninety nine or whatever that was, right, sixteen year, you know, about the same time period between
0: right, yeah. Manning the luck, yeah.
1: They essentially, you know, I know there was a year that they used multiple quarterbacks when Manning was injured,
0: right. um,
1: but they Colts essentially had two quarterbacks. But Browns at twenty five. On the flip side of that,
0: man, Russell Wilson is good. I I still don't know what the thing is and proving happen.
1: people wrong. And you including
0: see, me. Did you see the report that came out at like six thirty yesterday, like right before you know you're getting the game time? There, there are reports that Seattle this offseason, because he's still on his rookie contract making six hundred thousand dollars this year, that he is going to be the highest paid quarterback. Yeah, I did in see this offseason. now. That being said, I don't know how this playoffs will end up. If, out. if but it, it ends
1: if, as him as a back-to-back Super Bowl, champ,
0: even, even if he makes it to the Super Bowl. If you make back-to-back Super Bowls and he won one of them. and Now, you know, I, I understand there's more to it. I, I understand that. But <laughs> you want to talk about something that, in a way, almost might hurt the new collective bargaining agreement. Everybody talked about how, oh, it's so friendly to the teams because they can't renegotiate rookie contracts until, you know, right. like – well, oh, they're, they're, if they could have locked them up a little sooner, they yeah, probably could have gotten a huge distance. You're right. You're right. But that's, the, that's
1: you know, there's always good sides, bad right, sides to everything. Right. You and know nothing what? is a win-win.
0: And, and, and actually, I was going to say, that almost shows that it, it's a great, like, system. Because when a guy has played so well, yes, he didn't get... You know, I say a lot of money. He was making hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's you gotta
1: compartmentalize, right, you gotta right, focus right, just on sports right, or in the right. NFL. Can't talk about us <laughs> exactly. sitting here talking
0: about how we wouldn't mind making six hundred thousand a year, I'm sure. But when you look at his what he's making versus other quarterbacks who are much worse, <laughs> you know, and what he just continues to be able to do. And some of the, and again, what impressed me last night were some of the throws he made from the pocket um, it, it was it was just an interesting it was an interesting to see how that how that actually worked out. But again, like we said, the the Panthers um, they they hung with them for a little bit, but they just didn't have what it takes. You know, they looked like the team that won a division where no one was over five hundred. That, that's what they looked like yesterday. Um, I'll be honest though, looking at that game at one point, I'm like, how did the Eagles crush the Panthers? And really, they didn't get crushed by the Seahawks, but they got dominated by the Seahawks. You know, like. Because in that game, now I know, that was a month ago. So, that a lot of things change. But um, Seattle is going to host, um, you know, the NFC Championship game next weekend. And um, that should be a good game. Um, And it'll be interesting to see if Seattle can keep this going. uh, Because they seem to have really hit their stride here on offense and on defense. Marshawn Lynch, again, last night, just bowling over people. It's unreal how he just bowls over people and then keeps going. Yeah.
1: I think if if it would work out the way that the season ends just like it did last year with a Seahawks Super Bowl victory, I think a lot, obviously Seahawks fans would be ecstatic about this, but you have to understand that I don't think they can keep it going at this pace because you're going to have to lock up Russell Wilson like you mentioned, but Marshawn Lynch, there was reports this year already that he was done there, you know, so that's going to come to an end soon then you also have that dynamic defense that they have. You're not going to be able to keep all those guys. I mean, just look at Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman. I know, I think they did an extension with one or two of those guys already, but it's going to come to a point, I'm not saying next year. You know, they might be very good back-to-back defending, favored to win a third, you know, which I don't, that's never happened. No one's ever won three straight Super Bowls. No. People have made it to three straight, but they've never had a team win three straight. You know, and, and if they continue their performance and are able to beat the Packers next week, make back, back Super Bowls, a lot of these guys, when you have success, you have players that get, and coaches get, you know, self-inflated and overvalued. So you get priced out of keeping those guys. And basically you, they have to become Patriots West in order to keep it going. When you're an an average
0: player on a great team, a lot of people think you're pretty good. Yeah. Um. When you're an average player on a bad team, sometimes they, you, you look really you look good, look or sometimes you look really well, yeah, bad. yeah, you could right, stand like, out,
1: but then you leave and go right, to another team. Right, exactly.
0: It's it, it can be your team can have an effect to on your on the perception of oh, you absolutely. as a player. Um, and the great teams have been able to sort that out. The Patriots have been able to get rid of guys and keep guys for the most part. Now, there's been some of that. You know, well, they haven't won. You know, they haven't won at all. Yes, but. Overall, it's hard to argue with many of the decisions they made, even the West Welker one. I know the first year it looked like a problem, but since then, yeah they, meh, whatever. I know they could have used him, but he's not that player in Denver either, yeah. like it's yes, they could use the old West Welker, well, you know what, like everyone could yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and and I don't you know I don't people shouldn't think that i'm i, I favor New England in any way because you know that I do not like the Patriots, but you know if you can separate your emotions out of it. You want your team to operate like New England. Yeah. Like there's no other team in. I know Steelers fans will point out win, how successful all the Pittsburgh time. has been. Yeah. Green Bay fans will point out how g- successful Green Bay has been. No, but, look, but the none one of them year, do them as consistently. The as one New year they does. didn't make the playoffs
0: since we've been in high school. They, they won 10 11, games or 11. 11 games, they 11, 11, games. Were 11 they and won five
1: 11 games. with a backup quarterback. All right,
0: right. It's just ridiculous. Right. So.
1: so you know, that that's what we have to look look at, at for the Seahawks in the future. If they can win against Green Bay next week at home, which you, I'm sure they're going to be favored, defending Super Bowl champs at home, number one seed, all the, the home field advantage that is uh, the 12th man in Seattle against uh, a Green Bay team that's really, really strong at home but struggles a bit on the road. Yeah. And Rodgers is still beat up.
0: You and know, has he still lost has that... there already this year in the exactly. week one.
1: So it'll be an interesting NFC title game, second straight for the Seahawks, a, I believe, fourth straight for the Patriots
0: yeah, who yesterday
1: is. were able to come back from down 14 nothing, not once, <laughs> or
0: down 14 points,
1: not once, but twice. They I'm were down 14 nothing. Be down
0: 14 <laughs> nothing twice would be insane. Was
1: it 14-0 in 14 nothing in twenty-eight fourteen? 14 Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was 35-21, but there was two 14-point deficits. The Patriots clawed back, tied it, took the lead, ended up winning, and um, they just kind of did that, I don't want to say in I guess I'll say, in spite of Brady, it wasn't his best performance. Right. Because you mentioned that there seemed
0: to be some throws that you were kind of like, huh. And not like any other quarterback, you're like, oh, it's just a, It was a, looked like an a, you know a good average day. With Brady, though, I don't get me wrong. He put him in a position to win, and he he played better than average. I'm not trying to say that, that he didn't. He just he didn't have one of those Brady. He wasn't as crisp as we're used to. Things. Right. There were some throws that. I mean like somewhere you're like where was that going like you know it, it was just interesting um in in that regard uh so however the patriots you know and Bilichek just did his thing and they they managed to get into it a couple times um a couple key points um i know there were there was some whining a- after the game by uh by the ravens and things like that oh, we're
1: going to get into and, that
0: <laughs> but like First of all, and this would be my response to that actually, but I'll, I'll go ahead and mention them before that anyway. They had an opportunity when they were up fourteen nothing. They had the they had the Patriots in third and long, uh, third and nine actually, and gave up uh, first down. It, it would have been another three and out for the Patriots. They would have gotten the ball again. Um, so you know. If they get the ball there and they can go down and even get a field goal and go up 17 nothing, you know, now you're starting to build onto that lead and you're starting to force the hand of the Patriots a little bit. They didn't get it done. Um they were they were, you know, kind of working their way down and were gonna have plenty of time and a shot at, you know, the end zone, you know, or you know, kind of work their way down. And Flacco, who had a great game overall, through that inexplicable pass. Now he got fooled by the coverage. I think he thought the safety was helping. On the end of the game? Yes, not the hail mary, but no, no, uh, the essentially but, right. the um, right, end, of right. the game. But he lost it so high the safety was able to get all the right. way over. Like I, I don't really know, Harmon, right? I, I don't really know where he was going. Torrey Smith needs to make a better play on that. I I understand like he was running full speed, but you got to realize if I let him intercept it, the season is essentially over. Right. If you take pass interference, take pass interference, you knock the ball out. like he just he didn't really make it's not like he stood there and, and gave up on it I don't want to make it sound like that but I think at that point it's kind of an all-out like I'm doing whatever it takes you're not intercepting this ball and it didn't look like that either there were a couple other points um they were running the ball like crazy and then they would just start passing it like they were getting like five six seven yards yeah, weird chunk play calling. right now at times so I don't want to. Bashberry uh not Barry Gary Kubiak for that though because there were times where he his play calling was brilliant and you were just like oh my gosh he's a step ahead of Belichick which is well and I not I know Belichick's not necessarily calling the defensive plays um I forget his first name but Patricia is his last name you know defensive coordinator but it the Ravens played good enough to win a lot of games but there were key points where you're like oh when you're Playing the Patriots in the playoffs, that's not you going to get a ton. To including, and I was sitting with the Ravens fan, my mom, mm-hmm. at this point. They had first and goal at the nine yard line when it was 28 28, and they ended up having to kick field a field goal. Goals. And I yeah. said to my mom, I said,
1: Four points you needed I said, right
0: there. You needed, I said, You need touchdowns against the Patriots in the playoffs. Now, if it would have been like a 45 yard field goal, okay, you didn't get that close. That's a field goal. You'll take the field goal. You're when at the you, nine. I said, And I, I'm not even talking red zone here. I'm talking inside the ten. You had first and goal and you didn't get a touchdown. And here's here's the Gary Kubiak part that drives me nuts. They ran at least two of the plays were the exact same plays they ran in a goal to go situation earlier. And they were defended much better this time. Like there was no creativity in the in the play calling there. None. They they ran the play that um I'm trying to think. Um uh, Revis got called for the uh, holding on the first time where Steve Smith cut out mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. went to the post and then they threw the one where he kind of, everybody runs around. Like they don't know what's going on. And then you throw it in your triple coverage to Owen Daniels. First time he caught it for a touchdown. Both those ended up leading the touchdowns. The first time, the second time
1: Not they, they were
0: defended and th- you know, why don't you run the ball there? At least one of those plays, like legitimately run the ball. I, I didn't get that. Do you think
1: your mom is listening right now?
0: She, I, she might be. They were they were working on some. Uh, I know stuff with today, the so. video issues that they were. Well, they their listened last week. Talk last radio. week they switched over to Blog Talk right away, okay, so they well, might be listening. Then
1: I mean, I just want to say, I'm the messenger here. <laughs> this is not it, this is not me, but I'm going to read it because I like show interactivity. That's all right.
0: On behalf of her, I'll, I'm sure I'll give it back later in the so, show.
1: Um, this is it. The text is from my dad, but it is not. From him. so there's actually okay. two messengers here okay oh jeez. my uncle like rich whisper
0: down the lane my
1: uncle <laughs> rich texted oh, or talked geez. to my dad who is relaying to me and he'd like me to address or direct this to to your mom so he says to tell your mom to wash her socks and put them away till next year
0: <laughs> yeah my mom has good luck socks for the ravens that she got um Actually, as a gift from Steelers fans, the Steelers ended up, or the year the Ravens ended up winning the Super Bowl. Oh, well, they, um, I guess they were lucky right, socks then. Right. Now, um, haven't brought her quite as much luck since then. Uh, but Got that uh, one. Anyone that
1: has a Super Bowl championship in their pocket as a fan does not get to complain to us.
0: <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> agree. Now, again, I know we're going to transition here into, you know, some of the blame game, so to say, or the, the wine game yeah, afterwards. I do want to get to that. Now, that being said, the things we talked about right there, those would be my response to that wine game, or at least some of it. Listen, you had your opportunity, you had your chances to win playoff games. Let alone playoff games in Foxborough, you need to play great. If anyone knows that, the Ravens need to know that. They've done it, and those games that they've won up there, they played great. They played maybe the best games that I've seen them play. Like the Ravens, in like over years, were the games they won, you know, up in New England a couple times. And that was, they played really well. They played better than they did most of the season, Mm -hmm. but they didn't play well enough to win. When you're in, when you're going against Tom Brady and the Patriots in Foxborough, you know, you're going to get runs. You know, they're going to get it. You know, you know, they're going to make a run at you. You know, it's going to be close and you know, you need touchdowns when you're inside the (laughs) ten. Yeah. It was a a very exciting game as a a fan
1: of football, but, a fan of neither the Patriots nor the Ravens. Like, I, they're two of the teams, probably the two teams in the AFC, coupled maybe with the Jets that I hate the most. You know, it's still entertaining to watch because you respect what's happening on the field. You know, you're not always going to have a Brady and Belichick around and this Patriots team that they've had on the field now for over a decade. And the Ravens under Harbaugh have just been, you know, they tend to play their best football when it really, really matters. If right. so they get to the playoffs, they're a dangerous team. Uh, and the same can be said for his quarterback, Flacco. You know, neither of us are huge fans. But up until maybe the fourth quarter last night, he was on an incredible roll. He had oh thrown 17 touchdowns, no interceptions. He had right. a rating, I think, of 121.
0: At one point, he had four or four touchdowns and no interceptions last night, I think. Yeah, he, he did. Ended, no, with, you're right. He, he was. ended with four touchdowns and, and two interceptions. interceptions.
1: Right. But, you know, as I'm watching the game, and again, I don't want to defend the Patriots ever. And I'm not really defending them here. I'm more attacking... You know, the Ravens, you know, I'll call it whining, but it was kind of almost like that they didn't now, understand the rules. I and I thought
0: it was a basic thing that li- – I literally right. teach this to my seventh I, and eighth graders. Just the one thing I had heard, because I honestly – I didn't pay attention to any of the post-game stuff yesterday from that game. I, I was doing something else. Um, so I didn't really know about it until we were talking about it. Um, I did hear this morning that when – I since have heard more about this, but if the Ravens were complaining about once somebody announces that they're eligible or ineligible like that, you're supposed to have a chance to respond with like packages, like, like like subbing in and out. Okay. And the Ravens didn't think they were getting it. Now that
1: makes a lot more sense than what I was hearing first.
0: Now, in all fairness, that was what I heard this morning. So the Ravens may have, it could have been a, all right, how can we word this to make, make it sound it more coherent and that logical? we knew what we were doing. Right. My first thing I thought when you were was maybe Harbaugh maybe Harbaugh didn't know and that's unexcusable. Maybe his players didn't know, that's un- inexcusable. Oh my gosh. Maybe and this is what I thought. Maybe he knew his players didn't know and instead of being like, yeah, they didn't know. He was he w- he made a scene. Yeah, out of it, yeah. I don't know. Now, either way, it's inexcusable. And if you know, you, as a coach, you know when your players are out there and don't have a clue what's going on. You can see it before a play takes place. You can just tell. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Right, exactly. Like you had it. Right. Call a timeout. And you had other chances to stop them too. But like, yeah. I, what what the, bothers the, me about now, if if that is the case
1: where they thought they weren't allowed the appropriate amount of time to <laughs> and, react, and I do not know if they
0: were or weren't. Um, that changes I the
1: perception that I have of this a lot because okay then you know that again we're going back on the refs more ref blaming right. you know I you know that's I, that's weak to me right I, really that's weak but anyways that changes it a little bit inexcusable to not know who's eligible and right. not eligible at this level like I said I teach that to seventh and eighth graders every single year eligibility and. Now, maybe casual fans don't understand, and maybe right. that's why this is more of a commotion because some people are like, how is that guy eligible, this guy not? Right.
0: And and that's where I think we get into this, like, and, 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 it, and it shocks us every time, but it happens every, like, all the time where we're in a situation like, how could the player not know that? Or how could the coaches not know that? More of the player than, than the coach. Generally, yeah. But, like, how could they not know that? Where you and I and many other sports fans, like, know a specific rule or know what is supposed to happen in a specific instance and the player doesn't that shocked, like me. the so, overtime <laughs> that, that actually came to my mind also just a quote and we'll get to this does Brian saying he's never seen anything like that I have a it's called a rule you know like people refer to it as the Calvin Johnson rule but we'll get we'll to that, get when to that not, but like you know when we get to things like I have we've seen and maybe it's just that we remember more of those things we pay more attention to those, some of those things um Maybe it's that we stress out about some of those things more than the players do, but I, I put it on, you know, and like I think there was some confusion too because at first I thought they were—that's what they were blaming the, the option like pass on. No, it was a 14 yard Now it was a third down where they got a, a first down, but like, listen, if that's happening, call a timeout. Call a timeout. Yeah, we see it all the time where p- coaches are confused about the formation. We saw a lot this weekend where it looked like basketball game, where they were letting the offense set up and then the defense was calling timeout to match up better. Like it happens all the time. If you know you're not matched up well, or even as the coach, even if your players know what's going on, but you're, you're unsure, call timeout, right? Call a timeout. Yeah. And also just to be clear, I'm not saying that the refs didn't give the Ravens a chance to respond. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think the NFL clarified saying like that. It was what they did was legal. The refs and, did
1: what they're right. supposed to and do according there, to the
0: NFL and, from what I heard, and this was through Peter King this morning, was saying he was in the stadium, so he didn't get to watch the replay of what exactly was being issued till later. But he said he knows the refs announced ineligible or eligible. And he thinks what might've been a confusing is that 34 reported as ineligible, ineligible. not eligible. Now, and he said, that's rare, uh, right? It's rare, but legal. Right. And, and exactly. within rules. And if, and he said he doesn't know if the Ravens thought they heard eligible, which would also be but, weird because he's 34. He doesn't have to report his eligible. No, exactly. That's like, yeah, that's and, the crux. Of and the argument. he said he's he said I he has no idea because on the TV he was watching the the replay on on the NFL Network. He's like I had he couldn't really hear the ref the right. mic because it's loud in the stadium all that stuff. So he didn't know how much time went, but like in the stadium, he knows they announced something. He couldn't really hear it, but like yeah, it's just and and.
1: A lot of the Ravens fans or people defending the Ravens, you know, want to call them. Well, that's deception. That's deception. Part of the NFL is deception. Right. What and like, if, there's and a you, ton of stuff that's deception. If he
0: didn't report and they were like, "Oh yeah, he should have reported," right. oh, that's a now you have a big issue. Yeah. Now, now you have a gripe. Right. But if they he, went through it. If right, and they did it. They did it. Kind pre- of by the book. 34 is ineligible on this play. And here I'll take my shot at the Patriots here. Where the Patriots have done a lot of things and asked for forgiveness later than <laughs> rather than permission. Here, they did it, here, the, they did it the other way. They, they did it by the book what they're supposed to do. Now, just because you didn't know that. That's not our problem. Right. And I hate to give Tom Brady credit here, but the Ravens you had to know the playbook. And right. Or the rule book. And if you didn't know it, call timeout and get it situated. You can clarify with the ref. Right, And the way to clarify with the ref is not running to like the 10-yard line screaming at him the and thing get is a 15-yard penalty.
1: I think the NFL is maybe trying to do themselves a favor so that if this comes up, they have themselves covered say, hey, our refs announced that this guy's ineligible. They, To me, they don't have to do that. Because no. guess what? In football, you have to have seven guys on the line. Right. You may have right. more than right. seven. You, go. you can you. have 10 right. on the line. Right. You want to put 10 on the line, fine. It means the quarterback's back, that's it. If you have 10 on the line. The only ones eligible to catch a pass are the last two on each side. Why? Because when when everyone will be on the line, and obviously this doesn't happen, but this is just the easiest way I think I can do it without having any video to support it. If you put 10 guys on the line and just have the quarterback under center or a shotgun, it doesn't matter. The last guy on the left, last guy on the right
0: are eligible. No one else inside is. Everyone Even else if is, they're receivers. And you hear this all the time in the, the illegal receiver. They're covered, they're covered up. Right, they're that. covered up.
1: If you are covered up, you are not eligible. So people say, you know, what about the slot? What about the, the slot is off the ball. Right. That's why they're an eligible receiver. You know, when you're in a situation, And that's why when you see, like, somebody, like,
0: run in motion to the one side, they had he to be in the points slot to the ref that he moves up, and the other guy points, like, that he's back, and he takes a step back. And they can't start
1: moving until they're both situated, right, and right. then they go. So if you're in a twins formation with two receivers to each side, the outside guy generally is on the ball, the inside guy is off, that's where the motion happens. Now, they can switch. The inside guy can be on, the outside guy can be off. It doesn't matter. No one's covered there. Right. There's one guy on the ball on each side of the line. Now, if you would put both receivers up on one side, now the inside guy, the guy closest to the lineman, closer right. to the quarterback, but not the sideline, is
0: now ineligible. Right. A lot of times you won't necessarily see it with a wide receiver. He may forget to move up, but, like, you'll get it mixed up, the the tight end doesn't step back you know right. sometimes you'll say that tight end not on the line steps back well you know you're you're changing a couple of things there so, and so when i as soon as i because i didn't
1: i didn't get to see that play live i tuned i was in and out of the game yesterday i tuned in near the end after that had already happened and then after the game it came up again i'm looking at it, it was like i can tell right away that guy i didn't know it was rain i was like he's ineligible why because he's covered right there was a guy covering him I'm like what is he doing right That is common football knowledge. I mean, to me, the NFL doesn't have to have the refs say he's ineligible. He's ineligible (laughs) on the basic football principles.
0: Right. And, I, yeah, it's one of those things where –
1: And maybe what's throwing in another issue is on the backside, they had the receiver off the ball and the guy who was lined up at tackle, which is just really a a name for a position. The second guy past the center, okay, is the Mm -hmm. tackle – but he was an eligible receiver because he was not covered. The outside receiver was off the ball. He didn't have to report as eligible, even though he's playing tackle, because his number was forty-seven.
0: Right, right. When and yeah, if it doesn't tip your hand that you're putting in a fullback, uh, Patriots kind of use that halfback. The yeah, right, they use a halfback. Like, so they have the kid from Boyertown too? Who's kind of like that similar position? I forget his last name. Um, but like you, when a guy. Who, isn't doesn't have a number in the 60s or 70s and is, is on the line. You, they're wearing 1-49 like, or 80-89, to
1: 89, you better say, I probably should cover right. him and, unless he's covered on the other side like Vereen was. Then right. you know he cannot right. catch the ball. Right. We don't have
0: to cover him. Oh, he's playing tackle, not I, covered by an eligible to give it, I have to give it to Bill Belichick because he's he probably thought that up years ago and has been sitting on that a long time.
1: Well, and, think about the, it is. the
0: double pass. <laughs> They right. said
1: they've been practicing that for how many right. years?
0: And what's his name? Uh, the guy who threw it? It was uh, right. It was He's a quarterback. A quarterback at at Akron, like, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's just it's it's funny uh, to think how long some of these things have been in in the works. Well,
1: I, I think Brady said they p- did that play before. You would have to watch film from like 13 years ago because they ran in, like 02 or 03. Right. It was David Patton to Troy Brown or vice versa. Right.
0: Hey. And there you go. Like, the only guy who's still left is Brady. Yeah, right. How <laughs> many
1: of those guys have played with him? Oh, right. Nobody.
0: So, give it credit to Belichick. He did what he was supposed to – like, he did a great job coaching. The players That entire did it. coaching and staff. And that's another thing. Like, when you do stuff that the players aren't normal or are expected to do or aren't used to doing, if it's not practiced and rehearsed to perfection, they're going to screw it up. Generally – you know, someone will forget the report or, you know, or yeah. not report or somebody will not be on the line when they should be. Like, there's a lot of things – in, in trick plays that can go wrong. And that's why generally they don't work because right. a lot can go wrong and that's why you don't run them all the time. Generally,
1: teams use this kind of trickeration. Usually teams that use it are bad teams because right. they don't have anything you need anything something to else. equalize
0: your like Deficiency right. in skills.
1: And that's what Miami did with the Wildcat almost 10 years ago right. now, or, you know, right. eight years ago, however long ago that was.
0: We have a couple of good running backs and nothing. We have Ronnie out.
1: Brown, and he <laughs> shredded the Patriots uh, right. for like four touchdowns. It worked that year, and then people, other teams tried to do it, but it was everyone knew how to stop right. it right. You know,
0: now. Right. I guarantee, well, I shouldn't guarantee you. I would go out on a limb and say that the teams that, whatever team ends up playing them next week, Colts were up. Um, Pretty sure they're they going to know how to. Stop are going to are going to have an understanding of of how to do that. Last I saw it was 21-10. Yeah, I'll pull that up quickly. Um, but anyway, the the Patriots did win. They will host the AFC Championship game. Um, in just a second, we'll we'll get you that score. Right, when we
1: came down to start the show, the, the the Colts were up, I think, by four. Right,
0: and I checked; it was twenty one ten. Last okay. I saw, uh, Colts were up. Uh, the Broncos didn't score on the opening drive of the second half. The um. Colts got the ball and went down and, and did score. So um, let's just look here. It is 21
1: so, to 21-10. The fourth quarter is the fourth just quarter. starting.
0: Man, that will be interesting. There's, I know um, Manning's stats aren't that great. It was interesting play calls in the first half. They were chucking it deep a lot. And by deep, I don't mean like 15, 20. I mean like 30, 40 yards down the field. And they just missed on like a few of them. Demarius Thomas has, like, three or four legitimate drops. Not like, oh, diving – no, like, screen pass, hits him in the hands, goes through his hands, hits him in the chest, he drops it. He had, like, two or three of those, let alone drops overall. It it was getting bad.
1: I I saw this brought up today. If the Broncos lose, does Fox and his staff get fired?
0: I don't think so. Well, first of all, I think Del Rio is going to probably take a job somewhere else anyway. Um, which would solve your defensive coordinator issue, Well, which was supposed to be better. And I'll tell you what, watching the first half, um, Akib Tlaib and like um, Ward TJ and some of those guys were just getting picked apart by Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck was playing really well. A lot
1: better than a month ago in Dallas, huh?
0: Th- this, what, what frustrates me, and again, this is my fan bias coming through, was I'm not sure either one of these teams can beat the Patriots next week. But when I was watching it, Early on, I was like, "Well, if anyone could beat them, it actually might be the Colts, not not the Broncos." And that kills me because I want I want the Broncos to win. I have nothing against. I'd root for them next week, but like, I I just don't see it. I don't I don't know. And looking at it, I'm like, "Well, maybe the Colts could give my a game." You know, they were playing really well. Their receivers were, or their de- their defensive backs were playing like Seattle's do. You know, two yards off you are going to be stay on you right away, and they're going to hope the pass rush gets there. Um, and it's it just kind of. It's interesting to watch that as opposed to the off 10 yards, let you just pass it and catch like the Ravens played yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting. They're down by 11 in the fourth quarter at home. You know, it'd be, you know, last year they made a the Super Bowl, but got destroyed. Right. Two years ago, you know, they lost to the Ravens. Uh This year now they could potentially lose to the Colts. They're supposed to be, I don't want to like, not this dream team, but they're supposed like, to be the odds on favorite thing. the here's, last
0: three years. Here's the thing. Like, do you think they go to, like, Peyton as well? When I say they, I mean John Elway. I think he goes to Peyton and is like, listen, are are you going to give this one more year? Well, that's what I was going like, to say. Is if they, Manning coming if, back? If you do, then you bring back the coaching staff Yeah, Oh, yeah, year. you
1: wouldn't go through. If
0: Manning's done, then you clean Maybe house. Maybe clean house, start right, over. Right, right. Um, but I think Manning's coming back for one more year. And with that, I think Fox that, and what, whoever Fox, doesn't choose to leave right, for another right, job. gets Gets one more year.
1: I think I agree with you. I don't think – I think next year – I think next year's it no matter what. If if the Broncos falter, you know, they're going to clean house. Manning's probably going to retire. Maybe they'll ride out, you know, like Elway did, and that'll – Manning will retire. Maybe Fox will retire, you know. It could have an entire new slate after a good good ending. We'll find out with that. But, yeah, fourth quarter of the uh, AFC Divisional game, the winner gets to go to New England and play the Patriots next weekend. Uh, Last bit, we know we're running short on time. We've got about five minutes here. But we need to talk about the Cowboys-Packers game. Now, we all remember last week, everyone was up in arms about how they they think the Cowboys got away with it. And somehow somehow it means that the NFL has some conspiracy that they they need the Cowboys. See, what's ridiculous about that is – or the NFL is just genius when it comes to that because – For them to make the Cowboys irrelevant for 20 years and then all of a sudden be like, Mm -hmm. we need them, pure goal, because no one would ever be able to figure it out. Uh,
0: Exactly. Exactly. They had it planned to perfection.
1: The the NFL conspiracy is ludicrous. There's bad calls all the time in every single game. That's more of the problem. The only reason this was an issue was because it was Dallas. If it was any other team, you would have heard about it for a day and that would have been it. It wouldn't have carried over into next week. It wouldn't have mattered. But because it was Dallas, it carried over into this week. And we had the same kind of thing happen in this game.
0: Except I, they it, got it right this it week. They got it, it right this week. By night. the
1: rule book, they did get it right. You're absolutely correct. The If you didn't know, the Cowboys are driving about five minutes or so left in the fourth, down five. On fourth and two, Romo tossed up to Des Bryant, who made a ridiculous catch. Great catch. And was either down at the
0: one or may have even scored. Now right. you said he was touched, it looked he, like. He was touched when they went up for the ball. Um. Now – I, I don't know. I don't know what it would have been because he was – he did bobble.
1: Yeah. He, he could have been rolled down
0: at one, but it wouldn't have surprised me if it was a touchdown because of that bobble, right which ends up being bigger than a bobble.
1: What what we're trying to say is it was a catch everywhere. It's either first in the, and goal or a touchdown. It was a catch everywhere but in the NFL. Right, right. right. Like, if that's in a schoolyard, that's probably a touchdown. Right, You exactly. know, you're playing flag football with someone, that's a touchdown. Oh, absolutely. You know, maybe in – in the reality they would have been down at the one that's fine it's right. still a catch
0: right oh but absolutely they got it right because that's what the rule says right. and and one of the key things here is I keep hearing people say he had two, he had 3 feet down and Mike Pereira which a lot of times Mike Pereira in his explanation drive me insane now he's got it right by the rule book like he knows it the rule book better than Vino I you know
1: said the right. exact same right. thing
0: steps don't matter in this scenario steps matter when you're getting possession and trying to get your feet in bounds before you leave bound. But in terms of completing the catch, which is the key part about here, hands in the ball, it's possession completing. And, the ball. and this is what prayer said. And it's this term, the process process doesn't have a defined feet. He said he could have had two feet down and his knee down, which he did. It doesn't matter because it's all part of the process. Now, part of the explanation that I thought, and it was interesting because watching it live, I saw it differently than watching in the replay. Now, again, just to be clear, I'm very biased on this, and I'm glad they overturned it. But watching the explanation in time with the expanded explanation after after the game was over, he said, watching him come down, he's reaching for the goal line, but the reach for the goal line was not separate from him coming down. Like, it was part of his tumbling down, he was reaching for the goal line. Which, to me, is like, what he was trying to explain is, is different than if he comes down, like, pivots and dives for the end zone, that would be different because that is sep- that pivot would separate the dive for the end zone from the catch itself. But because it was all and like one motion. motion, that makes that stretch part of the play. So when the ball hits the ground when he's reaching for the goal line and moves, which there's no question it does, that his, it was all part of that process, which then creates that part of the catch, which means the ground can't Move right. the ball and he and had it, an incomplete it, pass. And really. and, I, and
1: people have been texting me. Including my my father texted me and said that's a. I'll just I'll I'll keep it clean. <laughs> that was a bad call. It's not a bad call. It's a bad rule. Right. The refs got the call right,
0: right but it is a awful rule. Right. This is the and, Calvin Johnson right. rule. And and that's the key. I'm glad you brought it up. If this is a bad rule that everybody learned about today. You know what, Cowboys fans, you have every right to be angry, and I understand you can be disappointed today. Like I, I would be. I'd be furious if this if this is the way my team went out. Like I'd be really mad. But you mentioned this exact thing: a touchdown four years ago. A touchdown. It wasn't like oh, some like you know. It, it was a touchdown with for what team? The, board, the Detroit Lions, oh. which you got. You have to go on Twitter, and there's great articles that have some of them on there. Like The Lions, the Lions official account said. Um, something like, don't worry, we've been there, or something like that. Like, oh, it's called – and they did the Calvin Johnson rule. They were referring to four years ago, not last week. Um, and it, it's one of those things where if it had happened and this is the first time everybody heard of it, okay, I understand more the outrage. Everybody knew. Everybody knows the rule. As soon as I saw the replay, I said to my dad, by rule, that's not a catch. I said, by rule, that's not a catch. I said, terrible call – or not terrible, terrible rule – but it's correct the call. correct call is right. that it's incomplete. Whereas last week, you had people calling bad
1: calls, right, in, right. non-calls or things right. like that. What it comes down to is, you know, I don't blame the Lions, the Cowboys, the Packers. And I don't, I, this week, I don't blame the refs. But both times, it all comes back to the group that I defend all the time, and that is the shield. This is an NFL issue. Right. This is an right. NFL problem. Last week, it was incompetent refs. But right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, they were, they had money. You know, no, that, no, that's, no, that's absolutely, that is, do it, not give me right. that crap. It was,
0: it was a terrible call and it influenced the outcome of the game last week. But it happens every week. It does. And, and you're right. Because it was the Cowboys, it's not because they beat the Lions. No one cares about it, it was because Sorry, the Cowboys Detroit. won. because the Cowboys won. You know, like, it, and, and if you look at it another example, well, that was replacement, rights We won't get into that. But like, this is a different instance, and that rule is a bad rule, which I don't know anyone who thinks that's a good rule. It's a terrible rule. Except and he again, ha- he Jerry had Jones the ball son, in right. his
1: arm, Jerry- complete possession when he went to right. the ground. Jerry
0: Jones's son is on the competition committee, and he said – now, this isn't one of those things like, oh, we should have talked about that. No, he said, we spend hours talking about this every year. Okay. Why is not it changed? Right. Why is it not changed? And this is what it goes back to the
1: the beginning of this, when I said it's an NFL problem. Last week it was incompetent refing, which extends to the NFL. This week it was awful rules. Back to the NFL. We've heard it multiple times. The refs are either overworked or underpaid, which a few years ago we had that rectified. They're all part-time. They're all part-time. It's not their main job. They need to be full-time. They need to simplify the rule book, which comes to today. You know, they they get this thing – like, if it I've looks like it a catch. Ridiculous. Like it, it is a catch. Like you know, you know. <laughs> there's a, a, a bad idiom that I'm not going to repeat, but it looks like a catch. It's a catch. <laughs> there's obviously times where you can see the ground, like on a a bounce. Like there's right. obvious times when it's not a catch. There's no. They almost introduced like a like a gray area to something that didn't need to have a gray right, area. Right. Catching is black or white. Today <laughs> that was a catch, possibly a touchdown.
0: And I have to give credit. I've heard this actually from our buddy back here and I think he had heard it maybe from his father in-father-in-law I think about instant replay now and the angles we can get and everything overcomplicates the game <laughs> because you you we now